All right, this is uh, episode eight of Trash Talk with Young Custodian, and I got a really cool fucking guest on here. Uh, how I first met this guy, I thought, was at a wrestling show, Unsectioned Pro 12. It was a triple header show, and uh, I thought I was sitting next to some tattooed skinheads, but it turned out there were some really cool guys. I got my buddy Shep the Destroyer in here. What's up, Shep? Oh, not much, man. They thought we were skinheads. That's amazing. Well, when when you're a black dude and you see oh, a bunch of old white dudes with tattoos, you get a little scared. And at first I thought that you guys were wearing uh, 440 shirts and I was about to start talking hella shit. And then we ended up joking and I told y'all that. And he said, no, it's 740. And I was like, what the fuck is 740? And that's when you got me hip to you guys just talk shit to 440. So what's up, man? Oh, not much. We, we uh, unofficially inducted you in the gang that night. Just on a weird whim. It was third official member, I heard. That's right, you are. You're the third official listed member. So how did fucking 740 come about? Was it out of sh- a sh- any show particular? or? Um, I'm going to try to make it. The non-super long convoluted story. I'll tell that one another day. Um, okay. Basically, I used to be like in the deathmatch scene pretty heavily, like in the early 2000s. Like, actually, wrestle was trying to make my way to do something. Got out of the yeah. scene, left wrestling for a long time. Like after East, because I was a diehard ECW guy, and once and also WCW and then once Vince took them both over and then kind of started just doing what he did I kind of walked away and just stopped paying attention to everything until like 2017 2018 friend of mine kept wearing bullet club shirts finally asked what it was and then got back into New Japan and then was like yo this isn't like this still isn't I mean I'm kind of bored with it I you know because I used to sleep and breathe like deathmatch stuff so my dude started sending me stuff and then I just kind of dived at first back in and at the time um I owned a record label and I was looking into opportunities to um, new advertising opportunities. I mean, cause everyone does magazines and websites and crap like that. I was like, I want something a little more different, something a little more outside the box. Right. You know, most, you know, everyone's record labels are in the same magazine, the same crap. It's just kind of cluttered. I was like, I need something that has like an overlap of fans, but also has enough visibility. And I was like, dude, pro wrestling. I was like, every metal dude I know is into pro wrestling. I was like, I'm a metal dude into pro wrestling. So, I mean, it kind of works. So, I sponsored a whole bunch of stuff for GCW. And then after that, like, gotten – because I knew Unsanctioned Pro. I'd heard about him, like, once or twice, but I'd never seen anything or anything like that. It was just – and I decided, I was like, hey, man, if GCW needs money, I was like, they're probably, you know, somebody local who needs something. And so, I started, like, following Unsanctioned Pro and stuff like that. And – for the Hardcore Cup, uh, I think it was that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the first show I did commentary on. Yeah. So for that, I saw he was looking for a sponsor for the main event. So I went, man, and he didn't want too much at the time. My label was doing insanely well, and I had I basically had money to burn. So I, you know, passing the cash for that. It was during the lockdown or whatever, but he still let me come out and watch along with a few other people, like Patreon fans or something like that. But it was like in a big building and everyone was spaced out. And after like the first match, because you know they're using weapons and shit, and like got down like mm-hmm. how I used to do. You know, it reminded me, it reminded me of like how I used to do it, like in these dirty old buildings, because there was no heat. It's also January and snowing outside. Yeah, and I, I like flipped the switch, and I was like, dude, I forgot how much I love this. I need 
I need back in this somehow. I was like, I'm old. I got knees of an 80 year old. I was like, so I I definitely ain't getting no ropes anymore. Right. But I was like, dude, I need to go to more shows. I was like, what am I doing sitting at home all day, man? I was like, I was like, this is in my backyard. I was like, I got to go to this more. And I was like, hit some other stuff. And no, I've known my, me and Mike grew up together. The other members of the world, like we, we've known each other. Uh, I think I've known him since I was like 13, 14. So we're looking like 25 years now. I didn't fucking know that. Oh yeah, man. We grew up, we're from the same town and everything. Like we were that, that core crew of friends that you grew up with back in the day. He was one of them. So, Oh yeah. So it's one of them, you know, so in Mike, Mike's in the same stuff I am. He's into wrestling and we were, we were working on some other goofy thing together and hanging out a bunch and just like watching wrestling and stuff. And I'm like, dude, we need to start going to shows live and do this stuff. Cause we were, you know, we knew who 440 was and yeah. stuff like that. And watch it also like, dude, we need to see this stuff live. Cause some of this, a lot of this stuff's happening in like Indiana, Ohio, and like within places with three to four hour driving distance, we can make it yeah. to for a week. Like, dude, let's do it. And he's like, yeah. And then, you know, we're just kind of kidding around. And well, I don't even know what we were watching. One of us had like, one of us like, dude, when we go, we should just fuck with 440 incessantly. Just try yeah. to get them mad, try to fuck with them enough so they want to fight us. Just, you know, just have some fun. Like, let's just go kind of be shithead little fans and try to, you know, get a rise out of them. Or just, you know, let's go have fun. Like, let's just go have a good time. Overall, let's go have fun, have a good time. Everything fucking sucks. Let's go to wrestling and have a good time, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that that was as far as the idea we had. And so one night I'm like sitting on the couch, texting Mike back and forth, just kind of laughing about shit. And then talk to my wife. I was like, yeah, man, we're going to go dick with them and see what happens. And just, you know, just tell her all the stupid shit. I was like, you know, we may get arrested because I'm going to kind of get a little drunk and be a little bit of an asshole. And <laughs> yeah. Just sit there. We'll get to that story in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just like sitting there doing my thing. And my wife just goes, you should call your thing 740. Because really? For those, yeah. For those of you at home that don't understand, 440 is an area code in northern Ohio. And 740 is an area code where we come from in southeastern Ohio and also like some of mid and eastern Ohio, too. So yeah. that's the whole thing. So I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking genius. I didn't know it was the wife that came up with yeah, the, the name. I learned it out one day on the couch because I was trying to come up with like a good idea for it. I was like, I need something like I need something like kind of fuck with them. But she's like, seven four up. And so I was like, okay, well, now I got to make a fucking logo that was going to be identical to it just to be even bigger dickhead. And so I'm at work because I have at work, I have like a full blown Adobe suite and I had time to kill. So I was like, oh, let's see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really get anything going. So I texted a friend of mine who, a graphic designer, was like, man, you know, I can make this. He's like, oh, it's this font and this paintbrush, dude. He's like, it'll take you 10 seconds. So I like downloaded the shit and seriously, like less than five minutes later, I had that logo made. And then mm-hmm. because my record label, I had, um, access to t-shirt manufacturers and shit. So I just reached out to my t-shirt maker. I was like, Hey man, can you make me 20 of these shirts real quick? And he's like, yeah, cool, man. Haven't done it in two days. <laughs> so I showed up with, to Mike and Mike's like, Holy fuck, this is amazing. And then we went to, yeah, that, that double header show there. Yeah. And got really out of control. And I was there. Y'all I know you, you were part of the reason we got out of control. I got a shirt thrown at me like the first 20 minutes of the show. I wanted to wrestle it. Oh, God, that night was fun. But yeah, so that we just went and did it. Did, you know, we went to that show and acted a fool and mm-hmm. woke up the next day with a terrible hangover, but was like, that was a blast. We need to do that some more. And so we took it, what we call now is the Deathmatch Weekends. We went to Indiana for a weekend and went and saw ICW and saw the chains. 
and hung out with a bunch of people and just kind of did what we do, you know, like what people expect now. And it just kind of rolled, spiraled it out of there where we just started showing up at shows and then ended up on like fucking TV and shit and all these other people. Now we're getting like followers and we spawned. We got a West Coast division. We got West Coast division. Yeah, dude, that whole thing is even crazier because this dude's don't know. I don't know any of them. I personally do not know a single one of them. One of them contacted me on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, can I get a shirt? It's like, yeah, dude, here's a shirt. Whatever. You want to wear the shirt? Fine. He's like, yeah, we dig what you do. We're going to XPW. We're just going to be an asshole to like Bev and everybody going. We need a shirt. I'm like, sure. And then the next day, a friend, another friend of his contacts me. He's like, yo, can I get two shirts? I, have, I know I need me on one for me and a friend. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then they go. I get pictures and see them actually on the XPW show just talking shit. I was like, well, that's funny. You know, haha, that's funny. Awesome. And then like two weeks later, they're like, yo, um, so we need like 10 more shirts because we got 12 of us now. Hell yeah. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and like the day after that, a friend of mine in New York was at a deathmatch show in like a pizzeria. What? And Bev came out and people were chanting 740 at him. And he sent me oh. a video of it. So you guys just started a whole movement. I started a gang on accident. I didn't mean to. <laughs> No, well, West Coast is really good with gangs, and same with New York. So, like, I somehow accidentally started like Fight Club or Project Mayhem or some shit. Because I mean, there's two my, of us. There's me and Mike. My about the seven four zero, and just because I got a big ass head, is the yeah wrestling. That was just me off the white claw. Oh yeah, that was that's all you. Like that's our catchphrase. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, we gotta always say that, and now yeah. that's become like our thing. I guess it. It that's, rules. What on, that's what we put on a shirt and shit. So that way, if anyone tried to be like, nah, man, Dom started that. Fuck all y'all. That's Dom. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I think this is now. Like, you didn't do that. That's Dom's. Fuck off. I, uh, the, the bet, another part. So with 740, uh, we got beef with Atticus, and he mm. slapped a fucking $9 white claw out of my hand. That's the second time he's ever slapped a white claw out of my hand. He did it once at the unsanctioned pro. I think it was. It was either ignorant or one of the shows in the fairgrounds, and I was just wearing a Nick Gage shirt, and it was right after four four four, and he just slapped the fucking. It was a Bring Your Own Beer show, and he slapped my white claw out of my hair too. That's fucked up. Man, he just don't like this. Like he ripped our shirt out of some dude's hands, the King of the Death Match, and threw it in the fucking trash can. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. It's hilarious. Like it didn't even get on the video, and I was kind of bummed out about it because it was hilarious. Mike just started running his mouth at him afterwards, like, "Thanks for making me famous, you bitch." As he's walking away, and I'm just trying not to fucking laugh on camera because it sounds like I, I've been basically been drinking and smoking weed all day, and that's like like 8:30 p.m. and my brain was just like, "That didn't just happen." And I'm like, trying not to laugh my ass off about it. Like, what the fuck just happened? Dude just like threw our shirt in the trash. What the hell's going on? And that's what you got, Mike, for Michael Jaw at somebody while you're sitting there. Did- Wondering what life is right now. Basically, basically, Mike, that's been the whole time with Mike. Mike was always the dude that would run his mouth, and then me and like 10 other dudes would have to fight. He would end that's up like, yo, we about to fight all these dudes. I'm like, we bet no, who the fuck we ain't. <laughs> he would just be like, yeah, we're gonna fight these dudes. And that's how Mike run his mouth. <laughs> yeah, run his mouth, someone takes a swing, and we're like, okay, I guess we're fighting these dudes now. Now we're fighting. Um so do you because you told me this story and I remember it, but I don't remember you. That show wasn't the first time we have interacted, was it? No, and that I'm not surprised 
you probably don't remember because I was all over the fucking place after a while. Uh, yeah. Right before the lockdowns in March, I think it was March or February, there was an NXT show in town, and this this honestly is what actually started to get me to go to that unsanctioned for the hardcore cup is because I hadn't been to live wrestling in, since I was in like the seventh grade. And I went, I was like, man, this is a lot of fun. I forgot how much fun this was. This was your first show back to live wrestling? Yeah. That, the NXT okay. one. Yeah. That was like my first one back in like 20 years. So I was just like, oh, this is cool. Cause I didn't know anything about NXT. I didn't know Dick. Cause this is also right around the time I started paying, really paying attention to wrestling again. That wasn't new Japan. So I was like, oh, okay. And like, I still paid attention to some AEW, but I didn't pay any attention to NXT back then, which yeah. I still kind of don't. I really don't, whatever. Yeah, so, you shouldn't. <laughs> and I totally forgot, you know, because I haven't been in a live wrestling crowd or a live crowd really in forever. And I forgot, like, it's expected there. You just talk shit. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my, that's all I do. I just talk shit 24 hours. I talk shit to myself all day at the house. Like, yeah, no one else here. Maybe I'm a little bit. Out. And so I'm standing there because I went with my uh, my sister, niece, and nephew. And all they had, I was a last minute addition. They had tickets and seats and stuff. And I was like, I just got general mission. I don't give a fuck, whatever. And so I'm just like standing there in the back, and I realize I am way older than everyone there. Yeah, yeah. And so I just start drinking. I'm just like, well, I'm uncomfortable. I'm just gonna start drinking. And then as the show's like getting going and shit, this little dude beside me is loud as. Fuck, just yelling and always has something to say to anyone about everything. So I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm doing it too. And so <laughs> I start fucking jawing. And then this other dude starts jawing and just having quips all goddamn night to the point that it's like ends up becoming like a drunken counterpoint back and forth. Like one of us is gonna say something, the other one's gonna like lead into it. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, he smacked his mom. I'm like, I seen him. Shit like that. <laughs> and it was you. Like, it was fucking you the whole time. And, like, it didn't dawn on me at first when we saw you at the Unsanctioned Pro Show. And then you you yelled something. And I was like, holy fuck, it's the dude from NXT. Oh, my God. It was meant to happen. Yeah. Because uh, like, the funny thing is, you were doing your thing. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the other side of the crowd and start yelling shit across it at him. <laughs> and by this time, I'm, like, six tall boys in. Oh yeah, they pouring Paul at the fucking Express Live. Oh man, I was and I was hitting them. It was just hitting right that night because I I didn't I didn't have to drive. My sister was taking me home because I lived beside her. So I was like, fuck yeah. So I tied it on like a Tuesday. <laughs> oh so, yeah. But the problem is on the way around to the area, start chirping. I was getting really really annoyed by the dudes who never have done like you can tell they they you know the typical wrestling fan with the belt like all. Yeah. The, dudes with these replica belts and the one that stood out I just zeroed in on because I didn't know what it was at first and I had to google it and when I googled it I got really pissed off it was the as the people call it the WWECW belt no like I said I'm an old ECW dude that shit's blasphemy to me that he resurrected I didn't even know it existed until I like a friend told me three years after it happened and I watched like half of a match on sci-fi and got so fucking pissed I turned it off I was like no this is not the same this is bullshit so, you know, I, pull, I just pulled that old stupid, like, teenage Mark bullshit that's in my brain. Because I've been drinking. So that old Mark mm-hmm. bullshit in my brain just blew up. And I was like, no, this will not stand. So I just, like, walk up to this kid, drunk as shit. This poor kid was probably maybe 16. No. He was some kid. And I'm screaming at him, like, where the fuck did you get that belt? Who did you beat for that belt? Who did you beat for it? And before he could say anything, I'm like, I'm challenging you right now. For that belt, do you accept my challenge? 
And he's just like still standing at it, like staring at me, just terrified. I'm like, you set my challenge, man. And he's like, no. I'm like, well, fuck you. You ain't no real champion then. And like, it <laughs> stomped off. And I did it to like two more kids on the way to the spot. No. Just it was pissing me off. I don't know why I was just drunk as hell. One of them, dude was older than me. And that's what pissed me off more. It was like, dude, one, it's a school night. Two, you're way too goddamn old to be wearing a belt here. For real, man. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick and hush, harsh the buzz. But dude, come on, man. And... But yes, I don't even, like I said, I was just ridiculously unnecessarily drunk. Walk around the other side, and then I start chirping back and forth. I barely remember the rest of the matches because I was just busy chirping at you the whole time, back and forth, and just laughing about it. And to the point where in the car on the way home, my sister was like, who were those two dudes yelling back and forth the whole time? And I was like, that was me. She's like, God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> uh, a funny part about that show, then this sticks with me, so on the house shows, all the top guys will always come out and do like a send off or whatever. And it was Keith Lee and Champa, right? Yep. And uh, they did a shout out to this little girl who was yep. like dying of cancer or something. That's not funny at all. But it is what is funny is after they give this girl GoFundMe information, does the chant show the picture? Champa's music plays, and the first thing it says is, no one will survive. Yeah, dude, I lost it. <laughs> like, what? Like, where's the Kevin Dunn on that? Let's fix that up. Yeah, I was like, no way. Oh, shit. Oh, that shit was bad. But yeah. yeah, so that's, that shit. The only reason I remember that, because I was like, that was the last thing I got to do before the pandemic lockdown, so I'll, like, never forget that shit. Um, when you wrestled, did you wrestle anybody notably, or just was it yarder shit, or what was uh, it? It started did in the backyarder shit. <laughs> it started as like backyarder shit when I was a teen, but once I got old enough, I guess I thought like I got legal. I started looking into shit. A lot of it, uh, and this, I mean, this is back in like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Is ain't there was no Twitter, no. There was no social media where you could hit up a promoter like and you know vet his bullshit and all this other nonsense. I'm mean, not nonsense. All this stuff now that you have that is amazing yeah. for workers that you can do that saves you so much nonsense and bullshit from dealing with scumbags and sketchy dudes. Long story short, did a lot of business with a lot of sketchy ass dudes and yeah. got screwed over a lot. And uh, anyone notable. <sighs> I don't know if any of them even really went on. I barely remember some of their names because, I mean, this shit was forever ago and I used to get hit in the head a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I were in, like, the areas. I remember I worked in a northern part of Ohio, and I remember there was, like, a dude named Ricky who had, like, a dirt bike thing. But back then, every, there were, every place had some dude named Ricky that had a fucking dirt bike thing. Like a dirt oh, yeah. Bike and most of it was... The other thing, and the big reason I left too, is a lot of it was just untrained dudes who had no business doing it, and they were just doing it because they wanted to cut somebody. Oh, and so the, definitely. the other thing, the other thing about me that killed it, that really made me get out the biggest, is uh, around that time in America, the, the thing kind of changed the whole idea because ECW was getting was seen as weak, quote unquote, because they were getting softer and softer and softer because they were getting more attention, more TV, and all that on T and TNN or whatever it was. And then this allowed CZW to kind of bubble up and fill that super hyper violent void that the mid nineties ECW did. Right. And so everyone was going to more 
as I guess it's called now, car crash wrestling, where oh, me, yeah. I was old school. Like I liked Onita and FMW and the big, you know, the big Terry Funk Cactus Jack match. Like you, you built the tension. You told the story. You, you know, you didn't immediately go and take a seventy-five foot bump through six hundred light tubes in a no. nothing match. It was With built, and yeah, every bump had a reason, and you you lulled people into it. You didn't give it away immediately. They were like, you'd be a twenty-minute match. And you don't take a like an actual sharp bump till like nine minutes in, you know. That the was story me. made sense with the weapons. Yeah, and and that would with me. That's kind of how. I, but I still like okay, cool. You can still have that aspect and have a quote unquote death match. And everyone, I, dudes, I was with, most of them weren't even trained. Like I was barely fucking trained because it was one of them. You worked with some of the quote unquote old timers and the guys who knew what they were doing on, you know, the weekend warriors who really, they really didn't know what they were doing, but they were taking like 50 bucks, a, a quote unquote class and shit teach you how to bump and stuff. And really they would just beat mm -hmm. you up. But yeah, you with all these guys who aren't even really trained, you're barely trained. And all these guys want to do is just, yeah, they just want to hurt you. They just want to hit you with glass. They were like, I want to get a staple gun. I want to do, I want to set stuff on fire. And it's like, so can you actually even like wrestle? Can you right. do you do anything besides punch, kick, and swing weapons? Can you do anything? Like, what's your finisher? Uh, uh, pile driver. Like, do you know how to do a pile driver? You're gonna drop me on my head, man. And yeah, I got dropped on my head like once, and a guy used a fucking box cutter on my forehead that I, you know, I still have the scar. That I at the last one I did, I'm trying to remember the last one I did. It was enough that I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. These dudes are just trying to kill each other. And because I remember there was a spot a guy wanted to do with a weed whacker that I immediately was like, yeah, no, we ain't getting a fucking weed eater. And we agreed to, oh, hell. We agreed to some stupid like barbed wire table stipulation. And the table had, the barbed wire was wrapped all terribly. The dude almost took my, long story short, dude almost took my eye out swinging something at my face the wrong way and it it was not it was not good and i had to be cut like I, the, I took the bump through the table had to get cut out of it and as i'm getting like taped and glued up back up and i'm just bleeding the fuck everywhere and find out i'm not making any money kind of just went what the hell am i doing you know <laughs> i was like what am i doing here i just kind of bounced i bounced not much longer after that because i was in college too like i was going to school and i was a musician playing in bands and stuff i'm like you're about to break my neck out of here for no money with a bunch of you know gym bobs you don't know what they're doing you know i'm wrestling in front of like six people right. you know you ain't making any money and half the time no it's, a, it's a barn or a farm building and the, they have a quote-unquote ring and it's the ring is just like wooden posts with rope and or chains around them or barbed wire around it and you're like oh okay so it's like that i guess that so was that the worst shit the the worst shit you ever take with the almost losing your eye in the barbed wire table or um, was worst shit uh, yeah. <laughs> the worst planned bump uh, sure let me think because the worst unplanned one was a dude took a box cutter to my head fuck that that still was wild yeah dude it 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 wasn't supposed to be like that he was supposed to pre pretend like you like pull the blade out but you let it go and the blade goes back in you know. Yeah, look like that, and then he was gonna stick it in my head, just a quick little flick and a twist, just poke it in real quick, but not drag it. He dragged and it, and it was put the blade out, bury it in my forehead, and run it across like three times. My dad accidentally stabbed me that way once. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good accident stabbing. 
But yeah, so like I was all about it. And then I just was like, dude, you're going to end up paralyzed. And because I would try to be as safe as I could. And other guys just didn't care. They want to throw power bombs on guys. And they're just like throwing them as hard as they can. They're spiking them. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's like, do you know how to do that? Try to body slam them, but they don't know how to. The guy, other guy doesn't know how to brace off the other guy's legs. And so he just falls on his head. And it's like, someone's going to get fucking crippled. And I don't want to explain that to the cops because in Ohio, that stuff is hella illegal. Oh, yeah. Especially the glass and the, they hate that shit. Oh, yeah, dude. That's just, yeah, I took like tubes twice and I was like, I don't ever want to do that shit again. That's awful. Tubes suck. Oh, they suck. That, that horrible itchiness, too. I, I, luckily, uh, I've got a girlfriend now because I was letting wrestlers hit me with shit and I was going to take a tube from Cass. And my girlfriend put the kibosh on that, oh. and I am so glad I am retired from letting people hit me. It's awful. Like, taking it in the head is awful, and then falling on them is even worse, because it just, like, explodes all across your... Just, you can feel that line of glass just stab you in the back, and you're like, this sucks. No, I've let a drag queen staple a dollar to my forehead. That wasn't nothing. No, the staples usually never were that bad. I took a stapler, like, a few times, and it... I mean, when, with the right staples. Yeah, one time they tried to do it with, like, actual roofing staples. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That? No, that's stupid. Yeah, I was like, get out of here with that mess. You're not getting shingled. You're just... Um, <laughs> I took in kendo sticks from Cass, Lord Crew, almost PB Smooth. I'm glad he didn't. That's a big boy. He would have killed uh, you. Both the Audi boys, Dom Garini and Cass, murdered my back. You just on, like, a beat-with-a-stick tour. Yeah, and Cass garden-hosed me and head-butted me. He did the gimmick headbutt, but that shit still hurt. That shit still hurts, man. Like, you still got a headbutt. You just headbutt yeah. the head. Um, so, uh, coming up next Saturday is the fourth anniversary Unsanctioned Pro Show. And now I've been to almost every – I used to be able to say everyone, but I haven't been to the Tampa shows or the last two shows because of work and I can't afford to go to Tampa. But I've been to every anniversary show. Is this your first anniversary show? Yep. this I believe this will be the first one, yeah. So the very first anniversary show was the whole Euchre shit. <laughs> and that was what's happening. What, I can't, uh, no. Dude, you're my partner. You're my goddamn partner. Uh, I've only played Euchre twice. I don't understand the rules, but both times I played, I won. I I'm, I'm, can play without with only one person. It's fine. I'll make it work. Um, what? Uh, are y'all you, uh, are, are you sponsoring any matches this uh, fucking anniversary uh, show? Yeah, I paid him money. I think we're sponsoring. I don't even know if I can say, but whatever. Because he hasn't announced it. We're sponsoring the uh, Dale Patrick's Giza match. Oh, of course you are. I've heard a fun story about Dale Patrick's. I don't think I could say on this show, but you know what it's about. <laughs> Does it involve uh, a candy yes. bar? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell that story. No, you can't, but I want one. Um. So, any matches you're looking forward? I got the whole shit here, but I'm not going to run down each match unless you want to talk about them. Shit, let me look up the actual card. Nope, fuck it, I'll, I'll run it down. I don't give a fuck. Um, all right, we, we got the clusterfuck Audis, Swinger and Taylor versus Shooters Don't Die. I don't know Swinger and Taylor. Yeah, I don't either. So, I mean, it'll be, be a learning experience for both of us. But I love the Audi boys. Uh, they are, they're, they're, they're wild Facebook follows, but they're good boys. <laughs> And shooters don't die, I respect because they love my 84-year-old grandmother. That's a good reason to like somebody. I dig it. Um, but how do you feel about this little clusterfuck they got going on? I mean, it's going to definitely be a clusterfuck. So 
I'm into it. I think I weigh more than everybody in this match, but they could all whoop my ass. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair assessment, I guess. You ever watch uh, The Flavor of Love and I Love New York, those old ratchet fucking... Uh, yeah. Shows? Fucking Jack Andrews from Odyssey looks like Chance from the I Love New York, the brothers. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I want the Audi boys to win. I'm calling winners. Yeah, I think they'll pull it off. And if not, I'll beat Derek's ass. Um, your boy Christian Robinson is Kobe Durst. Have you seen Kobe live? No, I don't think so. Uh, fuck, he's, he, his first show was at like Unsanctioned 2 or 3. He's a cute little Canadian boy. He looked like Hanson. I sing Mbop at him all the time. Looks like Hanson. Yeah, not Chris Hanson, though. Wait, who is he? He's a Kobe Durst. He's Canadian Diamond Tiger. He's, oh, he was he was at the GCW clusterfuck one year. I think he got oh, okay. he got long hair. He's pretty boy. He got long hair. That's good. Uh, and I think Kristen Robinson just now is signed skateboarder. I think he just got sponsored. Yeah, I saw he he got that the other day. I think it was. I did. He's going to be there. There will be some extracurricular activities out in the parking lot, probably. I mean, yeah, he is a. Uh... He's very friendly with us, and we are very friendly back. He does rule. Um, are y'all y'all tailgating this year? Let's plug the tailgating. Oh, dude, we're tailgating like two or three hours early. We're turning it on this week. I mean, this time. Yeah. It's, I'm this coming. is like our summer kickoff season show right here. I'm coming. Now, question for your your are you are you rocking the seven four zero tank top? I don't know. Maybe I think I'm gonna cut one into a tank top because I got a whole box of shirts, so I need one. I got to show off the guns. I think I'll cut mine off into a top two. <laughs> Get the suns out, guns out. Um, so I'm not familiar with Maxi Impaler, but I, I'm never seen her live. But I well, them sorry, but uh, once they left, my buddy ghosted them on. Uh, he they ghosted my buddy on Tinder once. That's kind of a fun story. So that pretty, you know the guy. I won't say his name, but there's a pretty good picture out there. That I've seen. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Brother Charlie Tiger. I drink Hennessy with him and Hoodfoot. <laughs> you know, I'm not even surprised by that revelation. After that show, with the last Unsanctioned Pro show I went to, the next day, my back is hurting. The back is killing me. I go to the ER. I got a kidney stone. Oh, wonderful. So that shit fucking hurts. But do you know Maxie Impaler well? I don't, I don't know him. No, I've. I've only seen Max a few times on television. I've never seen him live. So, I don't know. I guess it'll be an experience for both of us. Were you at the last show they were at, or were you at a death match? They uh, were at a... We, that was the show we drove to Philly. We drove eight hours one way to Philadelphia to see at Sushi Onita at the ECW Arena, and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life, and I don't give a shit. Who do you, was that with when he fucked with Bully Ray or what was yeah, that? Yeah, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray. It was Bully Ray. I was just like, yeah, whatever. That dude is way shorter in person than I expected. I saw him once throw Flip Gordon into a crowd at Ring of Honor, and I'm like, Flip's taller than you. How are you? How are you doing that? Yeah, he came. I was like, uh, Bully, I'm almost bigger than you are, dude. What the hell? I hey God, he's so dumb. He's fucking stupid. Yes. Um, I'm saving two for the last because I want your i got to talk to you about these two. So, uh, Alex Shelley versus Braden Lee. I've never seen Alex live either, but I'm so excited that he's that unfucking. We saw him at GCW. Uh, that was just here. Find you again or whatever it was. 
And yeah. I, said, I said to at least my wife and Mike both, just from the time his music hit and when he came out, you can it's a very, very stark contrast from guys who have been on quote unquote actual TV and have traveled the world versus guys who have, who are just kind of just working indies and just working smaller stuff. Like everything he did was super crisp. It was super deliberate. And he understood like camera placement and selling like the whole thing. It was like a whole night day, like amateur versus professional thing. Like whole thing he came out. It was like, he put on a clinic. Like oh, the whole shit. time I was like, damn, this dude is clean as shit. Who do you wrestle then? Uh, I wrestle Jordan Dollar. Oh, damn. So that's just a nice little good ass technical flippy boy match. Oh, yeah. It was all kinds of flippy shit and like slaps to boot. Uh, before we continue, how did that feel coming back into wrestling and you just seeing all the leg slaps? <laughs> oh, it drives me insane, but it's what the kids like nowadays. It's just funny to me. I've said this numerous times. And I guess Jim Cornette kind of said a similar thing or whatever. I was like, you can tell a lot of guys now used to be backyard wrestlers for the fact of how many of them throw super kicks as just a regular move. Right. Like used to a super kick was done by Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels only, and it would end your goddamn life if it even like grazed your shoulder. You have folded so many people. Yeah. And now, and now, now there's like 450 pound guys just throwing super kicks. It's like the DDT, like the DDT. Oh, no, started on the DDT. oh no. Now it's just a transition move. Oh, the DDT was a finisher invented by Jake the goddamn snake. The and legend. That's, that's the first move every backyard wrestler learns. Like, oh my God. It's the easiest move to do, the safest move to do if you're not an idiot. And <laughs> yeah, I, that, that what is it? The Canadian Destroyer, too? Oh my God. No, like they even, got, they even got Bad Bunny doing Canadian Destroyers on TV. Like, come oh, on. I'm going to beat you to death, that. But yeah, the whole <laughs> leg slap thing, like, it's necessary. I agree. Like I, everyone probably thinks I'm just being some old man yelling at a cloud. Like, ah, that's how it is. Now, no, it's always been that way, but it's done so poorly by so many people so frequently that it's just like, come on, man. Like, come I on. Don't, if, if I miss it, like that's fine. But if I could, if I could point it out, and I got yeah. glasses, like, yeah. you, you get your hand halfway above your head before you you throw it, or throwing like four leg slaps in a row, like bam, 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 bam. It's like. The hand I said on a video, I was like, I played Tekken too, man. I, I, come on. Did you, did you ever see the video? And it's, uh, they clipped a bunch of Jim Cornette rants together going over every character of Tekken 3. <laughs> no, but I kind of want to now. I'm going to send you that after this. All right. Uh, I want to, I want to, because you know how I feel about these boys. So we're going to talk about them CMW versus Space Pirates. Goddamn CMW. That seems you you love them. Y'all love them. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna qualify that. We love Lord Crew and Aaron Williams. Yes, yes. Well, Dez told us to leave Cincinnati and we were there. So or Montez, I can't remember his damn name. Shit, man. Yeah, Alexis Montez. Yeah. Told us to leave Cincinnati. We were there. I was like, that's cold blooded, man. I thought we were cool. So no, he can fuck off. But, oh, good. Because yeah, Lexus. Yeah. We no, I was cool with him. He was cool by proxy, but no, man, he can fuck off now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, he had beef with you, so I was already not cool with him. But yeah, he can, he can fuck all the way. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to let him be beefing with Dom, and that's fine. And then we're like, yeah, we're in Cincinnati. He's like, leave. Oh, okay. Okay, well, 
the money we pay that sponsors CM, CMW's matches only pays for the hot dogs for Aaron and Lord Crew now then. Uh, you know how me and uh, Lexus's beef started? No. So it was like uh, fucking second or third unsanctioned pro. It was the, one of the earlier shows, right? Yeah. And like, I went up to him and I wanted to tell him, like, he looked like he'd been putting on muscle. You know, he's like looking good. But I was like seven Jack and Cokes deep. And I go, man, you put on some weight. And it's been, it's been rocky since then. I, mean, I understand now. I understand. But I mean, still, it's been, this, been forever. And and then he just you know turned into grouchy, and I can't I can't help but I'm like Mike I can't help but talk shit. I mean it happens, man. I'm the same way. Like that's why we all get along. It's like sorry, I gotta run my mouth, especially if I've been drinking. I gotta say some shit. So what are you gonna do? Fight me? Good for go for it. I probably want you to if I've been drinking. Yeah, we could we get rowdy right now. We'll get kicked out of this motherfucker. Exactly. Hey, the first place, man. I've been kicked out for being drunk and getting in a fight. They gonna be the last. Come on, let's oh, go. Oh, oh. And it definitely ain't the first wrestling show I've been drunk and almost. I almost started a fight with Mance Warner for like four shows in a row. And I would have got knocked out by him. I'll get knocked out, but I ain't gonna stop talking shit. Let me see run that mouth. I don't care. So I said the first time uh, when we all met the first time, we we're drunk as fuck, John at Bev. Mike's like, what happens if he tries to fight us? I was like, I guess we're fighting Bev then. <laughs> right. Like, fuck them tassels, Bev. Swear like, up. Fuck them tassels. Fuck them tassels. Were you there when AC Mack got the championship? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were right. how, how was the crowd reaction? Uh, I thought they were going to murder Jeffrey Johns. That shit was funny as hell. Because I didn't even see him at first. I just saw, I was like, what the hell? I was watching the match. And people like, like got really loud about shit. And the next thing I look over and Cole's you know, coming at us. I was like, oh, shit, what happened? Then I saw Jeffrey John. I was like, oh, fuck. And it just kind of, you know, you could feel the heat. It wasn't Matt Cardona heat, but it was pretty goddamn hot. It was hot. Damn, that's wild. I'm so mad I missed it. Oh man. It was even crazier, too, is it was some snafu with the seating or whatever, and we ended up with six seats instead of three. So we And we were trying to get people to sit with us, and they were just like, eh. So I, was no. like, yeah, I was like, fucking Dom could show up right now or something. That'd be nice, but yeah, you had to work and shit. So. I was stuck at work flushing toilets. Oh. But don't worry, Saturday, I'm coming back June 4th. I'll oh. be there. Shirt might be off by the end of the night. Who oh, yeah. knows? Mine too. Who knows, man? We're going to see where the night goes. Like, I'm not uh, trying. I get to tie it on. I got a couple more things to talk about before I let you go here. Um, you, you guys got a YouTube rev series. What, uh, plug that shit and let's talk about that. Uh, all right, YouTube web series. Uh, I guess I'm being one of those self-centered people that I'm just filming goofy shit we do at shows and putting it on and expecting you to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on... I don't really have a name for it. I guess we just call it the 740 vlog or travel vlog. And it's just on YouTube. Just search for 740. You're going to get a lot of weird results of like... I don't know if they're mail order brides or something, but it like every time I search it, there's like a whole list of like videos of european or um, asian women and then our stuff so well, i don't know how that algorithm works or what people are tagging but hey whatever it uh, works. yeah we only got like three episodes up now i think and but always adding crap to it that uh, uh wawa rant mike win not wawa sorry 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 sheets rant mike went on with perfect i loved it not not wawa sheets sheets for life that shit rules, I, and it was one. We're gonna vlog ourselves into a sheets uh, sponsorship. I'm making that shit happen. 
Well, we we're trying. We want to get cheap to hold a damn wrestling show in their parking lot. See, if we get sponsored, we can make that happen. We got to. Uh, and everything he said was historically accurate. I think I didn't look it up, but <laughs> I'm not. And whatever. I hear episode four is going to be wild too. Yeah, we're doing a whole segment on you. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. I'm a self-centered son of a bitch too. I got my own podcast. I'm. Oh, I know. I was like, we're going to put some white claw on you. We're just going to let you go. I was like, I'm bringing like three cameras and just trying to put one static on all night and then just near uh, you. Yes. This is, like, this is the dog cam. All right. And you you guys, your band, Matsunaga was right. Fucking love the name. Oh, that shit was funny. That whole thing was a drunken joke gone way too far, which is, I mean, most of my life in a nutshell was I had a joke or a stupid fucking idea and went, let's see what, let's see what happens. I'm just going to make this happen. Well, can, you tell the, can you kind of give us an insight of how it happened or is that too too much no, it's, it's goofy as shit so um i have like a little mini home core home uh recording studio like i'm, I'm a musician i'm to label all kinds of other goofy shit we'll get into another day whatever um and the vocalist of matanaga was right uh was doing vocals for another band he was doing a release with whatever and he always used to come over to my house to do it because we could do it real quick uh so he was coming over on a Saturday. I was doing something early that morning and for some reason decided to start drinking. Yeah. I, don't know why. I mean, I'm probably an alcoholic. Shh, I am an alcoholic, but <laughs> no, I, drinking. I, was, I was bored. I was like, I'm going to start drinking, you know, just get a beer or two in me just because it's a nice day. It's Saturday, whatever. Kyle started to run late and I just kind of kept drinking because I was, you know, at that point I was already in. I was like, whatever. So he shows up. I'm not drunk, but I'm a little, I'm a little buzzed. We're just working through stuff, working through tracks because the stuff's easy enough, and I know what I'm doing. He knows what he's doing. Whatever. I don't even know why. After a song, because I'm just, I'm still drinking the whole time. I just after a song, I stop it just abruptly and just went, dude, Matsunaga was right. <laughs> and then just like started chuckling, looked at him, was like, that's a fucking cool name. He's like, yeah, man, that's. Yeah, it is. I was like, I'm gonna have to do something with that later. Fast forward like three days, I'm bored at work again. I make a fake logo. I make a logo with some goofy font that says Matsunaga was right and put it on a t-shirt and sent it to basically Kyle and like another friend of mine. We're like, ha, that's funny. Ah. And then I went, you know what? Stupid fucking joke. Let's take it a little step further. Contacted my shirt printer who will do runs of shirts as low as 10 for me. And I was like, hey man. You made me like 10 shirts with this on it. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Trying to make a hundred bucks, whatever. Got them, handed it, gave one to me, gave one to uh, the vocalist, Kyle, and I gave one to my friend, Bobby, who's the other guitar player. Fuck you, Bobby, by the way. Fuck you, Bobby. Fuck you, Bobby. And so the shirt existed, and then I just went, you know what, man? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. I got really, just really, really high one day, and took this drum i have software that i can make drum beats in or it has pre-made beats all kinds of goofy stuff basically it's, it replaces a real drummer and a computer it's you know something fun and i just start programming like 20 and 30 second grindcore songs and just ramping the speed up as fast as i can i basically would find a drum beat i liked and then speed it up or slow it down until it made me laugh when it made me laugh i pasted it in and then i just put like three or four random drum beats i'm like okay that's 34 seconds i play it like play just the drum track through. And if it made me laugh, I would save it. And then I just had enough saved that I contacted Bobby. I was like, Hey, 
you're playing guitar for Matsunaga was right. He's like, what the hell's that? I was like, it's a grindcore band. We're going to do a lot of Japanese deathmatch wrestling. And Bobby doesn't even watch wrestling. He has no idea. And I explained it to him. He's like, that's stupid. I love it. Let's do it. So I go down to his house. We bang out a bunch of tracks in which originally I wasn't even supposed to be a guitar player. It's he was doing all of the guitar because it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm not good enough to do to play that fast, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there was a few songs he just, he was like, I got nothing, man. Like nothing was coming on. We were at it for like four or five hours. And I was like, fuck it, give me the guitar. Let's see what happens. And then a lot of my just one take them. And so I was like, okay, guess I'm playing guitar too now. And the next album we did, you know, we split the, the work or whatever. So we do that. We do the first album, like seriously, it took me an hour to do the drums. It took us like four hours to do guitars. And then Kyle came over and did the vocals at my house one day. And the album was, I think, 11 minutes long. So it took us 15 minutes to do vocals for the entire album. Oh, damn. And then, yeah, whatever. And then so I put it on CD, put it out on my label. It sells out ridiculously quick. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What's going on here? And so make another run of CDs. Half of it sells out quick. And then this... um. Japanese company called uh, Disc Union. They're like a big music retailer over in Japan, like a really big one. They contacted me and buy a whole bunch of CDs. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck? Like, we just, just me and two of my friends get fucked up and just dick off and make stupid, terrible music that's funny and fast and actually kind of awesome now. And people just loving it. And we're like, oh, well, okay, cool. So we just started to do another album. And then like an actual label comes on board. And it's like, hey, I want to release this. And we're like, uh, okay. And then we did like interviews and all kinds of other shit now. And it just, it was a stupid, dumb joke that just kind of turned, turned into a, turned into a band. And we got a new album coming out, uh, June 3rd, the day before the unsanctioned pro show. Is that the, is that Matt Tremont, uh, shit you just released going to be on that album? Yep. That is the final song on the album, which is called born and wire. You can buy it at Matsunaga was I'm gonna put the link in the description too. That shit, I love that type of shit. Like, and that's wild because, like, me. But that shit is so fucking heavy too. Like, I love. Yeah, dude. Like, I think their slowest we play is like 220 BPM. It's just stupid, unnecessarily fast. It it makes me. We tune into like E, which is like tuning into the damn floor. It it makes me want to drink Budweisers and wear wife beaters all the time. I love it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, that's my life in a nutshell. (laughs) <laughs> the bud heavies and just getting yeah it's so fucking wild. It's, just, it's just paps though well i think that's all i got i got a fucking i'm so where i'm recording this right now this fucking school i'm in has a whole ass like newsroom type studio i'll send you a picture of it this shit's wild it's awesome. and um i gotta finish cleaning this shit so i'm gonna get out of here uh see you uh saturday june 4th yep We'll shotgun some claws together or whatever you're drinking. Oh, we're just shotgunning something. I don't give a fuck. And we're smoking some really dank shit. Oh, yeah. At that NXT show, I didn't, you, I didn't smoke. By the time I met you, I was only like seven months into smoking. I know. That was like, oh, we're going to show you some things. And I'm so excited for this shit. It's also, it's, so I'm bringing a gang of people because it's for my, my sister's birthday is on Monday. So I'm like, hey, you're coming to Unsanctioned Pro. You're going to have a birthday party at the show. You're going to get drunk, and we're going to have fun. And then I'm like, oh, shit, we'll just go tailgate with these fools. Oh, yeah, you better be there early. We're going to get fucked up. We're doing, like, me and Mike are already planning this segment with you. We're doing a segment. 
And then I'm going to do a video with like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Domzilla, the young custodian. And it's just going to be you wilding the fuck out all day. Because I told my wife, I was like, anytime you start hearing Dom get loud, start filming him. Oh, great. Oh, great. This is going to be so fun. It's like I'm yeah. trying to get some good shit from you, just spontaneous <laughs> shit. And you know I say some wild shit. Yeah, depending on where we're sitting, if it's somewhere like within line of sight of a table or something, or Derek's gonna sit up like Derek, I'm putting my fucking GoPro on the table and keeping it pointed at Dom. Make sure no one steals my GoPro. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. All right. Well shit, man. Appreciate this. Uh, see you Saturday. And everybody, Matsunago's right dot bandcamp.com, right? Yep, that's it. All right, link will be in the description. Love y'all. Peace. Bye. Love you.